Hi, you're listening to Commentiera Podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Maggie. And I'm Cecilia. And we are your hosts. Today's topic is um, feminism, and we have our guest. Um, his name is Rico. Welcome, Rico. I'm glad that you're able to join us today. Um, do you want to give a little introduction about yourself? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so like Mana said, my name is Rico. I'm uh, currently a student. Um, also a combat veteran, served uh, in the Army for six years, uh, did one tour overseas, um, currently a student trying to get my communications degree. So, um, so starting off, I kind of wanted to define what feminism is, like the actual definition, what we have on um, Google. And uh, Maggie, can you read it? Yes, it says it's on Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and it says the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. So that's the book definition of what feminism is. Um, and I think everyone has their own personal, their own personal um, definition, definition, and their own idea of what mm-hmm. it is. And so I wanted to see, like, what do you guys? What does it either mean to you, or how would you define it if you were writing that dictionary um, entry? Cecilia? Um, at least for me, like cut and dry feminism is that men and women are equal. Mm-hmm. Point blank. That's yeah, it. I, I think I'm on the same page as you are, and that's really hard. Like, me and Rico have gotten into a lot of discussions about, like, well, they're equal but what about this or what about that and like the differences biologically the differences in society and like just what we face and it's kind of hard to say like okay everyone's the exact same um on the exact same level on everything Mm -hmm. because I kind of feel like okay I as a female could have babies and as a male you can't let me let me scratch my first definition (laughs) because with what you're saying, okay, I get that. So let me let me redo it. So what I think it is is men and women being treated equally. Okay. There. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's a good a good definition. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie, what do you, what do you think? Whenever cuz I've explained to people what feminism is because even i've had had women like i don't identify as a woman i'm like well do you as a woman or as a feminism Uh, as a feminist (laughs) feminist. i'm sorry a feminist and she's an older she's like 27 years old she's a like a a really well educated person and even she has like miss misconceptions yeah about what feminism is i'm like do you believe that women should be treated equally as men and like I gave her this definition basically and she's mm-hmm. like oh yeah she's like but don't you think that like but I the think feminism that, movement is like burn the bra but I think feminism <laughs> that word has been so stigmatized yeah, yeah that she got well, heard, like the stigmatized like, there's version this of evil it evil cloud around that well word. I think I mean I think it has a lot more to do with so for example you guys all have your own definition mm-hmm. and then from that foundation it's been people have used that word and weaponized that yeah. word in their own way to, mm-hmm. to, to uh, feed their own agenda. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think for you guys, it might mean one, and I agree with you guys on what it, what it is. Um, but you've heard, you know, there's been like posts on Instagram, you hear these, uh, women that get on and get online or whatever, voice their opinions. And it's more like it is, there are the burn the bra Mm -hmm. feminists. There are the the put the man down (laughs) feminists. Right. And I mean, yeah. So that's why there is such a uh, stigmatism with it because it's by those that it affects, it kind of can, it is viewed negatively. I think it's the same as any other cultural identification. Like, as people, we identify certain ways, but then even within those groups, there's many groups in that. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, right? Like, right, right. there's so many people that take that word or take that movement and make it their own. Right. And that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Do that. But it just gives the small I think it gives the small majority of people who are like quote unquote men haters yeah. like it gives them too much attention I think and like to have that smaller group influence the way the larger group of what I believe to be feminist a bad rep does that make sense yeah right but I think um it's almost like whoever's louder is being heard more Mm -hmm. so if you are that feminist that is like look dude i just want to be treated the same Mm -hmm. um whether that be with pay just rights whatever i just want to be treated the same versus you have the female next door that's saying i don't care she's screaming it out Mm -hmm. obviously she's gonna get more attention to be like well they're both feminists yeah yeah that's that's who they are that's what they are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I completely agree. I think it's important that people have their voices heard. And I do think that women's voices don't always get heard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the way I feel or what I've maybe grown up and raised in thinking. And so it's like, well, if feminism is the is the term in which gives females voices, like, amplifies their voices then yes i'm a feminist and if you think that's bad then like maybe you just need to learn a little bit more about just the actual definition instead of going and saying well this feminist that i know she's crazy Mm -hmm. and i don't want to be like her you know you could be your own feminist like your own definition i just want to point out that like there's a difference between like there's a word for that for that difference the difference of like man hating and yeah. that's misandry and that's like that's the opposite that's misogyny misogyny yeah right. but that's like man hating and that is totally not what feminism is like we just defined it and that's totally not what it is I hope not, but people it's be real awkward <laughs> <laughs> but like people tend to think that's what it is and it's like no I, I can agree with that. I feel like, um, so my definition of uh, feminism at first was like, yeah, dude, equal rights. Like, I don't see why not. It's the 21st century. Like, um, and coming from a military background, in the military, men and women were the same. I mean, obviously, there, there were differences, but we were all soldiers. And that was ingrained, that was <clears throat> instilled in us early on. Um but there were obviously physical differences. The females are certain obstacles or certain 
drills, drills, whatever. They needed a little bit of help, but I would help you the same way I would help a male counterpart. Mm -hmm. There was no difference. So what I've heard you say before, and I really liked the way you put it, was that um, when you're in war, you don't care who's next to you. Yeah, I, I don't. Can you say that again? Yeah. Well, so my idea, and I, I think I've I've shared this a few times when people have asked my opinion in in the combat zone. Um, I mean, the bullets, <clears throat> the bullets shoot the same, mm -hmm. whether they're coming from a, a male handling a weapon or a female handling a weapon. It really does not make a difference. Um, and when you're in combat, the whole thing is survival, right? So I, I can't think of a time where I looked to the person next to me and said, oh, it's a girl. Ugh. I may not make it out of here. It was like, as long as there was someone next to me, like we were good. Um, so yeah, I think, and, and that's just, so when I get out of the military and I feel like, you know, I've seen, I've seen women do things in the military that m men could not do. Um, and, and did it mean one was better? No, it was just like, dude, you just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. There's things that women did that I couldn't do. And would I feel, no, I mean, I would beat up my, beat myself up just because I couldn't do it, but it wasn't because, oh man, I lost to a female, you know, whatever. Um, do you think that that's the mentality like across the board or do you think there's a a majority how do I put this do you think there's a majority of men in the military who have the viewpoint of women shouldn't be there or that they can't do it because I feel like you are educated and you are like have an open mind and just the, your personality I feel like you're a lot more open to things and so I kind of think that like what what do you see everyone else thinking so for me it's this is this is actually funny because I am I do consider myself to be a, a very open-minded but growing up uh, a Latino a Hispanic male um, with born to a single mother uh, raised by a single mother with an older sister being the first male I always felt like I needed to protect them, even though my sister's four years older than me. My mom, you know, obviously is, she's the bread, she's a breadwinner, but I felt like I needed to protect them. So when I was in the military, um, I respected the females just the same, but I felt like, uh, your brother instinct came out. Yeah. Like I needed to protect the females. And it wasn't because they were weaker. It was because that's all I've known was protect the females. So, I mean, there, it wasn't ever... And I felt the same way with everybody. It was like, if you can't hack it, get out. It's mm -hmm. The military isn't for everybody, um, male or female. There was males that I think I thought shouldn't have been in there just because they just couldn't, they couldn't get with the program. Um, I think for the most part, I never met anybody in my experiences... Um, through my six years, that was like, you know, no, females shouldn't be here, whatever. It wasn't anything like that. I never felt that. I never, that was never expressed to me in any way. So, no, I, I think we're all pretty much the same. I mean, females were there, and that was great. They served their purpose. We served ours. We all had one mission in mind, and that was it. So, I think it's pretty much general consensus. Like, when you say, because you're second oldest, right? Right. And <clears throat> did anybody tell you, hey, you're the man of the house? Oh, like, yeah. Right? Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, 
And I get I don't know Did if anybody they told ever you that, or said you just felt that. I think that's what you saw. Well, I I want to say I felt it more, um, but it was more so when I had younger brothers, two younger brothers, um, where that's where more so because it was hey, I'm older. Yeah, but hey, you're the oldest boy. Mm. So I felt like even to this day, my sister's still older than me. my sister's married, mm-hmm. has kids to a very capable. She's married to a very capable man. But um, that's still your sister. But it's still my sister, and I still feel like, uh, if anything were to happen, like I'd feel like the need to protect her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just and that, and I can't differentiate whether what's well, because it's my sister, or, or because it's because she's a female, she's a female mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about feminism, but in the view or through the lens of being Hispanic men and women or Latinx men and women? So we're raised a certain way yeah, where our culture, our culture is still stuck in the 1950s. <laughs> exactly. And I think in our own individual ways, like Maggie grew up in a very different household Mm -hmm. than me and Cecilia. And I think Rico, he has his own experience as well. So growing up, I always seen my mom be the last one to sit at the table Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she's calientan tortillas and she's cooking and she, and the first person to get served is my dad is, my dad exactly and so it's kind of like i think the hispanic culture and maybe other cultures are way behind in the feminine feminist movement Mm -hmm. because it's ingrained in us at a young age especially for first and second generation that's what i believe maggie what do you think about that yeah i mean i was just having a conversation with my mom the other day because my my sister just recently moved in with her significant other and my mom was saying like oh she needs to get up early to make him food and clean the house and do the laundry and I just looked at her and I was like mom just because it wasn't this that's just because it's like this in this household doesn't mean it has to be like that for her in her household I'm like don't be training her to be the stay-at-home mom because what is she gonna do with her like when is she gonna go to work when is she gonna be able to do things that she wants to do mm-hmm. if all she's gonna be doing is worrying about the husband and kids yeah yeah, I definitely, since you brought that up, I also want to say, for me, I think you could be a feminist and be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, if that's your choice, then that's your choice and that's great and I support you. I think as long as it's your choice. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with, like... Or your only choice, as long as it's not. Yeah. the only one yeah as mm-hmm. exactly as long as it wasn't your only choice or as long as it's like you had options if you wanted to have a kid and be a stay-at-home mom then and that's what you wanted to do and you did it then great but if that's not your choice like i'm not here to judge you and i'm not here to say no to be a feminist you have to be working have two kids and do it all mm-hmm. like no it's your choice you do your life as you will you know what i mean i think that's also would be part of my definition of being a feminist is like empowering people's choices because i do think we live in a culture right now where maybe we kind of don't or we kind of shame the stay-at-home mom yeah Yeah, Yeah, they do yeah 
And I, I don't think that's fair. Like, being a stay-at-home mom is that's a fucking a job. Yeah, job. that's there's a like, job. There was a study recently that said, um, and I wish I had the source, but it was a study recently that said that being a stay-at-home mom is the equivalent of having two and a half full-time jobs. Oh, yeah. Two full-time, it. one part-time it's job. Like, yeah. it's, and then, like, on... I forgot what TV show... It was, like, a talk show. I think it was on The View, honestly. And they said that if she, if the mom was paid, then you would have to pay her, like, $120,000 a year, I think. Yeah. Damn. That's including, like, practices, doctor's appointment, like, yeah. everything. Like, yeah. everything yeah. they could include, they included it. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's very real, and I do think uh, we are like like you said, man. I was it. We're in a society now where it's almost like if you choose to stay at home, you get looked down upon mm-hmm. by other females because it's like you're not living up to your full potential, and it's I, like nah, I think it comes not. from a place though of like, and I don't think it's right at all, but because that was our only option for so long so it's like why are you still there it's like yeah. why are you choosing that when you have so many other options you but know i think there's a which lot is, of which is i mean it's fine if you do there's a lot of penis. there's a lot of uh women that take pride in in mm-hmm. homemaking you know mm-hmm. there, there's yeah. like this is this is my home i want to raise kids and there's some women i mean there's women that are like i you know i can't That's wait to have kids because yeah. i want to be a good mom or whatever and I think um, back on the topic of the way you, the way we grew up. I mean, my family get-togethers. It's oh, yeah. common knowledge, and it just happens. I was never told. It just happens. The men will sit down. Mm-hmm. The women will come. My mom um, will come and bring me my food, or any woman, my aunt, yeah. will come and bring me my food. And we'll sit there, and all the men will sit there and eat. Boom, boom, boom. When we're done, as we they start filtering in as the seats become available. Is when yeah. I've also seen in like our family parties is the women are gathered in the kitchen in the men are uh, outside, outside. Yeah. barbecuing. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Or just not even. Well, there's only one of them barbecuing. <laughs> the rest of them are right there with the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Th- I do see that, like, division within a family household. And I think the Hispanic... Because I could only speak on the Hispanic culture. I do think that maybe we are a little bit behind in the whole feminist or equality movement. And, like, let me ask you guys this, though. Like, when you guys settle down and get married... When you guys go to these family parties... Yeah. Are you guys going to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. See, See? Okay. Right now, I have a boyfriend, and when me, I go over his house, and we'll make dinner. And he will say, okay, sit down, and let me get our plates. And he'll serve me, because I'm at his, his house. house. When I'm when he's at my house, I tell him, okay, sit down, let me get your food. Mm-hmm. And even though no one else sees it, I know it. I know that when I go to his house, he gets my plate. And when he comes to my house, I get his plate. So when it comes to family parties, if he's over, I get his plate for him. Or I'll. what I like to do is be like, okay, let's go get our plates together. Like, hold your plate. I'll hold mine. And we'll just, like, be Serve in him. line together. Like, I don't really feel. But then I have my mom or my grandma or yeah. whoever there <laughs> nudging me and being... Like, get him his plate. Yeah. Like, yeah. has he eaten? Did you get him water? Did you yeah. get him food? Like, it's your fault. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, wait, he's lying. <laughs> exactly. So, I have a question. Why 
why is it viewed and I and so I know that I'm speaking from the male side of it but you guys speak about it like it's less than it's being not, in this position because as females I mean everyone knows in a, in a household um, you know the mother's your, your nurturer you're, she's she's gonna be the one that's gonna show you compassion and love more than your dad who's out working. He's gonna show you. He's gonna show you different things. Your mother's your and food is, I think, in a in a Hispanic household is is love. Yeah. Um, so then, but why, why when you guys speak about it is like, I gotta feed him. Because we're being told to, and we're yeah. being, yeah. Like, we're, it's expected of us. We've been like trained think... as little girls to do this. Okay, but but it it you you might be told to, you might be trained to, but for Mana, that's not the case. She was told, and she's been trained. But in her household now, it's different. Her man respects her enough to say, "Look, look, you know what." I'll feed you. I have no problem doing it. So, so then, does he? Is he gonna get mad and say, "Well, you know what? No, that's below me." See, but okay. So then, if it's not, if it's not like quote unquote below me, then why don't we see more men, more men, men. doing that? Well, that's just. I mean, I think that's just a problem with. We're in a transitional generation right now, where. You People guys, we're coming. Ways. We're coming from a generation. I can tell you personally. For me, I have no problem serving my lady. I have no problem serving a female. I, I, to me, it's like if this is the least I can do for you, then this is what I will do. But um, traditionally, and at family get-togethers in my mom's household, that's what it is. I'm not gonna go in and tell my mom to rewrite her whole program. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is offensive. And it's like, I'm going to go through it, whatever. The day ever comes where I need to feed my mom every day, then that's what I'm going to do. And it's not going to be like, well, I don't know, mom. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some lady in here to take care of you because I'm not serving you. Yeah, I I do think we're in this transitional phase or we're this transitional generation. But it's really hard for me, even now, like, it's really hard for me. When he comes over and it's just like instinctively, you feel it's just like, like my mom's there snapping at me to yeah to serve his which is probably- that's the part that I find okay can you not right. like it, that's just the part that I think is a little problematic like yeah. how am I gonna grow and change or how is other generations gonna grow and change if you have this constant very loud voice. Telling you, hey, no, this is the way you do it, and all this stuff, and then, so and then too, it's kind of like, oh, mana, can you get your dad this or like, can you do this? As soon as I sit down, and it's like he's right there, he could do it too. Right. Yeah. No, you know, my brother stayed with us for a while, and my mom was like ecstatic because he hadn't been living with us for like such a right. long time. Right. Or like I don't. I don't remember a time because there's a big age difference. Right. So, so I don't even remember a time where he would like live with Live them. together. Yeah. We didn't right. really live together. So you didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. But this, <laughs> during this time that he did live with us. You learned. You learn I learned today. and I did not miss it, honestly. Right. And because she was like, get your brother a spoon. He's two feet from the freaking kitchen. He can get his own yeah. spoon. Yeah. You See, know? so that, in those situations. I think that's the more... And it's not even like I'm in the kitchen. I'm sitting down next to him. Right. Go get your brother's spoon. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, so that's my point again, is like we're in that transitional phase where 
our parents were raised this way. Like it's embedded in their system. Like okay. your worth. Yeah, I reckon. Your worth is like what you can do for a man. As a female, it's like what you can provide to a man. Can you provide him kids? Can you provide him with food? Can you provide him a clean house? Like that's where you earn your weight, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think now it's like, I mean, at least for me anyways, I don't see it that way at all. Um, I have been in situations that were an ex. Uh, I met her family. And um, her mother was, I'll say, progressive, I guess. But she was like... Who was progressive? The, the, her mom. Her mom, okay. So her, her mom... Uh, and the, my ex took a lot of pride in feeding me. Like she, like, you know, if I came home or whatever, if, or if I came over, um, there was food. Like this is what she liked doing. She liked cooking. Mm-hmm. So her pride, she liked feeding me and I loved eating. So <laughs> it just worked, right? But when we went to her parents' house, her mom was like very, she's not, she doesn't have to feed you. And I'm just like, no, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I and that made, made that very clear. I was like, no, she doesn't. And that's fine if she doesn't want to feed me. I'm going to eat regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't a problem. But she felt, my ex felt like, well, I want to feed you. But I don't want mom to think that it's like. Not in front of my mom, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was just like. And my whole thing is like, dude, be you. Like, be mm-hmm. you no matter who you're around. See, I think um, it's a lot different for you because you're older. Yeah. You don't live at home. Yeah, You don't have, like... For the an- record, everybody, I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an authoritative figure. You are the authoritative figure. Say that again. <laughs> in, in your house. In yeah. your house. Yeah. Um, whereas... All three of us, we still live at home, mm-hmm. and we're still under that whole my ru- you're under my roof, right. my rules. Right. And so, for me to like step out of line or talk back, like I've caught myself saying, "Dad's right there; he could do it." Or why do I have to? And then I snap back and I do it anyways because I just I just slipped. At at what point? So so for me, like. Uh, my mother being that she was the only parent I had growing up. And I seen all the sacrifices that she made for me and my brothers and sisters. Um, there is nothing now that I wouldn't do for my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever she's at in the world, if she needed me and I could, and I could physically or I could make it happen, then, then I would do that. Um, so at what point does it become... And there, there's nothing that... I mean, there's some things that my mom will call me for literally like... Uh, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. Can you make this reservation for me? And I'm just like, <laughs> what's wrong with your Ten phone? Ten minutes before y'all. <laughs> but, but I'm just like, what's wrong with your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like... Does she know English? Yeah, she speaks, yeah. She's English, Spanish, uh, sarcasm. <laughs> um, but but it's like, I want to say, Dude, what's wrong with you your phone? Man. Like, what's wrong with your phone? Yeah. But it's like, okay... I, out of respect for you, being my mom, I will do it, my parent. So at what point is it no longer because you're a male and I'm a female? Is it just like, what, in this, the example with your dad, is it just like, you're my dad? Like, you've done a lot of shit for me. Like, yeah, see, it. that's the thing. Is I that... used to live in your balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's Don't the... remind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, is that my instinct, or how do I put it? I snap, talk back, and then do it. What's the reaction when you do that? 
um, a stern look. All I need is a look because I'm a very fearful woman of both my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all I need is that one look that and I just right I just do as I, I'm told. But yeah. first I make that stupid comment, or not stupid, but I make that comment of like, why doesn't he do it? But then it's 8 o'clock at night and he just got home from work. Okay, I get it. Right. Like, okay, but it's like, okay, the example I have is like washing the dishes or cleaning my room. Right. If someone tells me to clean my room, I don't want to clean my room. Right. But if I want to clean my room, I will clean my room. Right. So I think it's the difference between being, being told. told to and feeling that, feeling yeah. that, you know what, Dad, you, you just got home. Yeah. You're hella tired. Yeah. Let me go get you your fork. I think... And there's even memes about that right now. It's like when you're about to wash the dishes, someone someone tells you to wash the dishes. And like, like nah, I don't want to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. It, there's definitely, it's like, I, let me do it. Yeah. Let me do it on my own. I yeah. think also in our household, at least, both my parents have always worked. Mm-hmm. There's been a time where maybe my mom didn't work because of, like they were laying people off or the company closed down whatever but she was always doing her part at home and out at work Mm -hmm. and the way what gets to me is like my dad has always done his part out at work but it's not always been like a daily thing that he does at home i don't remember if i've ever seen him throw out the trash um i don't remember ever like seeing him pick up anything in the living room like ever Mm -hmm. folding his clothes no do Mm -hmm. putting one load of laundry no like i rarely ever see those things so for me it's just the thing okay my mom goes to work every day eight to five my dad goes to work every day eight to five my mom comes home cooks dinner cleans my dad comes home eats dinner watches tv (laughs) that whole part is the difference that i see and i'm not saying that my dad my dad doesn't work hard it's just what i'm saying is my dad works hard and my mom works hard and my mom does xyzzz you know what i mean that's the inequalities that i see and it's okay like it's not like he doesn't do anything. He fixes the cars. Right. He, um, the he has shown me how to mow the lawn. He's like done a lot of things, you yeah. know, the manly duties. But right. I'm still out there mowing the lawn with him, holding the flashlight with him at 11 o'clock at and night. And then going inside and having my mom cook. So, yeah. No, so, see, now that my parent, because my parents try to make me mow the lawn and i'm like you can't have it both ways either i'm in the kitchen or i'm out in the lawn you, you gotta pick one because i'm not doing both of these yeah. things so but isn't that part of the um wouldn't you say because does your mom know how to mow the lawn um yeah i've seen her do it okay so as far as like the transitional phase what i'm trying to get at is that we're moving towards this ultimate goal where because first generation americans um you know, with parents that were born in Mexico or came here um, not speaking any English, but wanting a better life. I think that's part of the transition is teaching your daughters as men to be self-sufficient. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now you don't you don't need a man to show you how to because your dad showed you. Right. Exactly. You don't need you don't need mm-hmm. these things. So that's the next generation is like, well, I don't need you for this. Where two generations or a generation before that, mm-hmm. the woman was like. 
how am I going to fix the car? Yeah. I got to get some man to come fix my car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's part of just like the, the progress that we're making. So, with that, it the idea just popped into my head about the standard in which we hold men. So, like, we have this standard for women of like knowing how to cook, knowing how to do this, knowing how to mm-hmm. do that. And we also hold men to a standard of knowing how to change the tire, knowing how to check the oil, all this stuff. And I respect that we all have our duties and jobs to do within our households. And I do think we are at a point where we're starting to learn a little bit more of each other's duties. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel as a male... Do you feel like you're held to this standard or this soci- that society holds you to a standard? Like Yeah, I think why well, it's more of a personal standard for me because um I do live by myself. I do uh it's it's almost embarrassing for me if I were to ever have to like if I got a flat tire and I needed to call another man to come change my tire. <laughs> See, okay. See. But why? But that's my own personal because I feel like I should know this. Okay, but do you think that like... I understand that you think that that's a personal thing. But do you, could you see how that could be viewed as a male, a male thing? Yeah, and, and I can easily translate it that way. But for me, um, it's all about... I'm all about... And in my... I mean... Personally, I'm all about being self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. If I, and this is, I don't know, this, this so is then, just like the military mindset, mm-hmm. but I need to be able to survive. So it's like, I need to, I, I learned how to cook from my mom. Um, there's a lot of things, thank God for YouTube, because I know how to cook a bunch of other things, you know? <laughs> but um, maybe it was instilled as a seed, like these are your standards, and mm-hmm. if you can't do these, these things, but... Um, I also see it with the next generation. I have friends that are younger than me, uh, 23, 24, that, I mean, I had a friend that I rolled up on him, uh, and he was on the phone, and I'm like, I walked up, he was in his garage, and I walked up, and I'm like, hey, dude, you know you got a flat tire? He's like, yeah, I know, he was on the phone, he's like, yeah, I know, I'm dealing with it, and I'm just like... But I don't understand. Like, it was just confusing. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, but he looked, you know, frustrated. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I heard him say something like, so wait, I don't have that coverage on the phone. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, are you calling your insurance for a flat tire? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't have a jack? And he goes, I don't know. And then I was like, dude, hang up the damn phone. <laughs> So he like hung up the phone and I went and I picked up his, you know, where the jack was or where I assumed it would be. And I, there was the jack, there was a spare, there's all the tools we needed. And I was, he's like, so I, and I was like, yeah, just, you have all the stuff, just change your tire. And he's like, how? How? (laughs) And I was like, I I can do it for you. He goes, you know how to change a tire? (laughs) No, we still joke about it to this day. And he's like, you know how to change? And I was like. Yeah, dude. So I changed his tire. He's like, how much do I owe you? It took me like 10 minutes. He's like, how much do I owe you? I'm like, nothing. $500. (laughs) So I want to get to like, what do you think of that though? I I think. Do you think in your mind just like for a second, like what is wrong with this? Even even for a millisecond, like the 
the male man to man not your personal <clears throat> be self-sufficient views no. but like as a man how do you view that man it, it, no um it was it was just funny to me because i also i also don't change my own oil because but i do just don't care how? to i know how okay but I also don't do it because I just don't have that much time. I'd rather go take it to somebody to let them get dirty. That's what they get paid for. <laughs> um, but to uh, kind of a flip on this with the same friend, um, we, ha- we were having a-, a conversation one day and he said something about... Uh, oh, I-, I had said something about how it was... I just left the gas station and I had seen uh, some guy sitting um, in, his, in, in the passenger seat and his girl was pumping gas. And I said, I can't believe it, you know? And he's like, what's wrong with that? Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't tell me you let your girl oh pump her gosh. own gas. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I was like, as a gentleman, like, your girl shouldn't have to lift a finger if you're with, with things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if something that gets you dirty or something, like, you should be pumping her gas. And ever since, even his girlfriend came up to me, like, a few months later, was like, thank you because i can never get it because he was just like and i was like dude you gotta do that like that's like the minimum the small things that you could do that just let her know hey just chill i'll pump Mm -hmm. i'll pump the gas whatever um so see but so i want to kind of compare that with serving your man a plate if you want to do that, that's great and more power to you. But it sucks being told, hey, you should do this. Yeah, and I said you should. And it was never like, you have to. Mm-hmm. or And it was just like, dude, this to me it was like, this is... Because I know how much he cares about her and I know how much she, she means to him. And I'm like, not everything needs to be like a gift on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day or Christmas. There's little things you could do mm-hmm. throughout the week, throughout the day that just... And they could be with anybody. If my if I'm with my mom, I'm pumping her gas. Not because I don't think she's she's very capable, but it's like this is something I could do for you that shows you I care. I care mm. about you. See, I didn't even know about this because until a guy at the restaurant said that he's like I fill up my wife's car and I fill up my daughter's car every weekend and I yeah. take it to get clean and washed yeah. and, and it's like it takes me about four hours on the Sunday, but yeah. I do it every single Sunday. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And now that you said that, I'm like, oh, that, I didn't even know that's a thing that yeah. guys do for you. Yeah, and and so that's just, but that's so on my um, my wisdom, I guess you'd call it, uh, is all secondhand, right? Because like I said, growing up with a single mom, my mom would be the one to tell me what I should do for a lady, mm-hmm. a woman. You know, take care of this. Do th- These are the things you could do or whatever. Um, and she tried her best. And the, and the other information I grabbed from, you know, just different male role models, uh, grandpa, um, uncles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was just like a sponge with all this because I, no, I had no one at home to get right. it from. So I just soaked it up, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, with your friend, I'm not like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, I'm not seeing him as, like, of, like, you know, I'm thinking of why wasn't he shown that? Like, why wasn't he shown? Well, so that was my question. Yeah. Like, why wasn't he shown how to change a tire? Yeah. Because there no... Like, I'm not thinking there's about... There's a male... No, there's mom I'm not and thinking about him. Picture. I'm thinking about, like, you know, what's... Behind. Behind him. Like, you know? I, I, I'm like, you know, why? And, <laughs> I, and, and I don't know. Because he was, like, legitimately but, surprised, like... And I'm assuming the friends that he has, like, in his age group, 
don't know the because it was just like, wait, you know how to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm just I think like, it's a thing like you don't know how to do it until it happens to you. So maybe he had not enough flat tire because I didn't learn how to. Well, and even then he wasn't gonna tire. learn it because he was calling mm-hmm. yeah. for somebody. But you I know? think that's also um, um, a like thing of our generation now we always call for anything anything we yeah. always call google yeah. google it mm-hmm. yeah. we always have somebody else do the work yeah. for like, us so I, I think that's so part of our generation my generation was was you know um obviously it was a little bit different to me i mean i wasn't i wasn't born with google i remember at first it was uh Yahooligans, which is like, yeah, it's like, it's like the kids' version of Yahoo. And I remember I had my inner computer class in seventh grade, and the first thing I was downloading, I was looking up was like Dragon Ball Z pictures, <laughs> and it was just like it was amazing and other pictures, but we're not about but it was just like this is like On the real, and, and I would print it out, and it was just like I can have this uh-huh. now, you know. Um, so yeah, but obviously, and even for, for me, my, uh, my knowledge kind of stopped at a point because now I had the internet. Right. So it's like, well, now I don't need to know how to do that. Now I can literally, if I'm in a different town, mm-hmm. I can call, there's a local oil change place. I need that oil change, mm-hmm. you know? I think there's a fine line between, um, equality, a fine line between like, being a gen like how do I put this like being a gentleman is different than like you being required right these acts of love and kindness like if you show your your man or your woman by like serving their plate then that's great right but it's just an it's just an issue when it's kind of required like required when yeah. it's um forced yeah, upon you right yeah right or if you if you're counted as less than because you, you don't, don't do these things right. yeah yeah then that's where it could be a problem I mean, and i isn't think isn't it like kind of though as less than because i mean like you said the men eat first and then everybody kind of trickles in as the men leave and they're yeah done. and i think i think if that were to ever change um the older guys would have a problem with it. Yeah, I could hear my one of my uncles say, "Yeah, y la comida." Mm-hmm. Before, before it would be like me because I'd just be like, "Whatever, dude, I'll just go serve myself." Yeah. it's no big deal. And I think uh, my cousins and all of us, the younger generation, would be like, "I don't care," mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I do think that if, like, with the family, if that were to, that dynamic were to ever change. The older generation would be different. So I think the next generation is going to be that much better. Where it's like, now these aren't things that have to be like, well, I'm okay with that. It's just going to be instilled in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, you can get up and do it yourself. If mm-hmm. you can, what's stopping you? Yeah. Like my mom would always say, like, your legs don't work. You know, because that's <laughs> just like what it is, you know. Because, um, well, that's just what it was. And I think I benefited a lot from having grown up to a single female. Where I needed to be able to do things by myself because she was working two, mm-hmm. three jobs, mm-hmm. you know. So I needed, and my sister, she's from the same generation. She wasn't gonna do shit for me, <laughs> you know, because she's like, I'm her little brother. I bug the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, whatever, dude, do it yourself. So I, I don't know. To me, it was it, it was different. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, do you, so you have younger brothers? How what's the age? difference between so it's you, between me and my my next youngest brother uh seven years and then eight years so, to the next one so that's like 
to me that's a pretty big gap do you mm-hmm. think that they i don't know how do i put this like either... i don't know what you're asking no they they one of them one of them is married he has his child and i cannot for the life of me figure out where he got this sense of like my woman is my woman oh my god and it bugs the crap out of me oh because it's gosh. like dude how are you such a dick but um maybe a little bit of background they've been together since um their freshman year of high school uh and they're 25 now um so they he never got a chance to grow up she kind of caught him and she created this monster and she or she allowed him to be this self-entitled little brat at mm-hmm. 15 to which he How kind old of was just she? the same age okay to where she kind of developed with him in that so now he doesn't know anything else mm-hmm. whereas my other brother who um is a year younger than him uh he's 24 when i've seen him in relationships um recently he is like he's very caring he's and that's just naturally who he is he's a very caring person he, care, he there's no disrespect given to his his uh his lady um uh so i i still don't know where and the only and that's the only justification i can give is that they tied each other down at such a young age to where there was no growth mm-hmm. so i don't know but that's i mean it, and the way see, i tell them i had a big problem with it for a long time but the way i see it is like if, if it works for them who am i to yeah tell them they're wrong mm-hmm. if they're both happy and he, he doesn't like physically abuse her or anything obviously um but if it works for them it, it works mm-hmm. and she's she's okay with it there have been times where i've kind of had to tell him like dude you're being a dick you know like you can't you know whatever mm-hmm. and he never obviously he won't be like you're right but then i'll hear that he changed his tone or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i try to reach him as much as i can but he's just that's what they that's what they've that's what developed works that's what works yeah about. yeah okay yeah i do think that like the way you're taught grown up who you're with um it does really influence you and i think that being a feminist or your views on feminism do depend on your cultural background you grew up in a household where you only had your mom we grew up in a household where we had both parents um and we saw those interactions maggie saw the interactions between her and her between her two parents and so it's all very different and even though that we come from a similar you know or the same hispanic mexican american culture it's just like we're at different stages everyone kind of is at different stages of their um life or in their viewpoints of like okay this is what this means or whether or not they view those microaggressions or view it whether or not they see it because i'm sure if i were to ask any of my aunts and uncles like hey how do you feel about constantly serving his plate because it's what you were told to do as a young child and then that i would get a different answer from them compared to like if i were to ask my grandma compared to 
if I were to ask like my younger cousins, like, yeah. hey, how would you feel if they told right. you this? Mm-hmm. So it's a constant growing, a constant um, change. Yeah. And I think as long as we're moving forward, it's for the better. Yeah. And I also feel like for me, fandom, feminism also includes the fact that like we allow men to be sensitive we allow Mm -hmm. men to like you don't have you're not less than and you're not weaker of a man because you don't know how to change your tire does that mean like i i I try really hard see but i try really hard to say like you're not less than yeah but i am still in that way where I do like a man who does. Right. You know, and that's, you know okay, what so I mean? I'm glad you said that's that. Bad. I'm glad you <laughs> like, said that because... Um, so my big thing is with feminism and that aspect. Uh, and it's something that I, that I say is... Uh, being... It would, let me start off with what you said about allowing men to be sensitive. sensitive. Um... Fine. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay with that. But, but my problem with it is... Um, so given um, where I work, I deal with different generations of, of males and females. And uh, my... The, 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 fem- the males, the younger males that I see now are like ultra-sensitive. And do you think they're ultra sensitive because you're not sensitive or because yeah, but I'm sensitive I'm, and then this is ultra sensitive. No, but I, I would consider myself like a sensitive person, but mm-hmm. there are certain things. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but there are certain things that like, there's a time and a place. Um, and, and a lot of it I feel is lack of responsibility. I think it's easy to say, well, it's someone else. And I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot where it's like, well, it's cause so-and-so. It's because of this person or it's because of that. It's because of that. When in reality, if you take a, a moment to look at and examine yourself and your decisions and a lot of it is just consequence. Well, they're deflecting. Right. So I, I think a lot of it is, is, is consequence. So I may be uh, looked at or deemed insensitive because I stop and I say, okay, let's look at this. Mm-hmm. You made this decision a few months ago. And now you're dealing with it. You knew this was a possible outcome. Now that it's happening, you can't say, well, my life is terrible and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, dude, suck it up. There are terrible things that happen to people. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. And But not everything is that bad to where, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think I, that we just need to get to a point where like men can go up to other men and start crying and you'd be asking, you know what, what is the matter you know with what? you? Let I me give you a about? hug. It's fine. Does you, someone you, need to give you a hug? Because no. even in like, <laughs> did you watch, do you watch on my block? No. Okay. Well, it's. I don't watch on okay. my block. You need. Or, oh my <laughs> god. I heard you guys' episode about it. So. Dude, you need to watch <laughs> it. Okay. okay. In this what is season, the what is the ultimate outcome with making men more sensitive? Because what we're, where it's going is so dealing with the younger generation. So my generation, obviously you guys, but I don't know if you guys remember. I, I was thirteen years old when nine eleven happened, right? I was five. 
Okay, so I I was very. I mean, I, I it happened on TV as I was watching. I was homesick that day, but I remember the fear that that came came over me when I didn't know what was happening on the phone with my mom. She's calling from work, and she's saying, "Whatever happens, me, he'll just know I love you." And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Um, and the fear that came over me and then subsequently the 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 pride, I don't know if it would be pride, but I just felt the urge like I needed to fight and protect what was mine, my country, my family. Um, so I feel like this generation doesn't know that. They don't know that that fear. They don't they they don't remember that fear. Mm-hmm. That took place that day because it was, I mean, it was really scary Well, just to think, well, we're one of the biggest cities in California, along with San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles, whatever. So it's like, and our agriculture here is like, that's what I was seeing on the news. Mm-hmm. Why would we be a target while our agriculture? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it can happen here. It's happening. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I think if you move, and this is just my opinion. If you move too far, that that primitive instinct to fight, defend, um, it's you're gonna minimize that because everything's just like, well, let's just talk about it. I don't think so though, because mm. like it's already happening. The males today. Well, why um, can't we just talk about it and not use violence to solve everything? I I just wanna, you, okay. So we're not talking about the war. We're talking yeah, about yeah. We're men. just talking no, about no, 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 men. No. I have men. I have men. And I'm very sensitive to this. I like I said with what I I deal with, um, with what I where I work, I deal with men who have come up to me, and are like, "Hey, dude, I need to talk to you," mm-hmm. and I've made it very clear, like, "Dude, if you, I understand emotions. I have I've gone through my own set of emotions when I came back post war, and it was very much one of those things where it's like, I can't talk to anybody about this. Who do I talk to? This is." You know, it was just like, this is what it is, bro. You wanted to go to war. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. And it wasn't until I started breaking down um, where I was like, I need to talk to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So I leave so to, to save anybody that time where I work. It's like, what do you need to talk about? Let's talk about it. And and that's why I say it's been those guys that have come up to me. And there's some guys that have legitimate issues like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, what is the problem? How do we fix this? You know, and it's like problem solving. Let's think about right. this. Um, and guys have broken down mm-hmm. uh, crying. And I am like, I'm open to it. But at the same time, I've had the same guy that comes up to me. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do. This thing's happening and whatever. And I'm just like, well, do you realize where you made your mistake? Well, what? And it's like, you did this, dude. You can't tell people that and not expect a negative reaction. And then it's like after a minute, it's like, well, yeah. So, I mean, I'm very much open to it, but I'm also going to call you out. Like if, if you need to take some responsibility, some accountability for your own actions. Yeah. But. Uh, was but, there something else that you wanted to say, Cecilia? Um, or Maggie? About your question of like, why, what's the whole point of talking where, about it? No, where are we at? What's the end goal? What if we can lower crime rates by teaching men how to show their emotions talk about their emotions or domestic violence. or domestic, domestic violence. violence or how about you could have talked to someone sooner if you had had the tools or like even the knowledge of what you could have been facing like emotional, emotional intelligence like you know what you look really sad like it's just noticing that 
pattern in people. I think there's a difference between emotional intelligence because um, there's a difference between emotional intelligence and being sensitive. Mm -hmm. Because emotional intelligence is being able to look at yourself uh, internally and say, what is it that I'm feeling right now? And why am I feeling this way? I, okay, and I don't how think I deal with it, right? Yeah, and yeah, how and, how, and, and what do I do with it? Yeah. And, and don't and don't um, don't project or don't uh, what is the word um, I think it is project uh, onto someone else right. what you're already feeling because right. mm-hmm. that thing can be read a mile away it's like dude what's going on with you yeah you know it's like you meet somebody you go through Starbucks at 4:30 in the morning and someone like here's your coffee and it's like whatever bro <laughs> you know it's like mm-hmm. it, so it's like what's going on in your day? That you're taking it out on me. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. But what's happening with you? So, I mean, emotional intelligence. being able, Yeah, I definitely agree that people need to be smart enough to look at themselves and say, this is why I feel this way. Or, um, But not only that, but am I allowed to feel these feelings? First of all, if you ever... There's no one in this sh- world that should be able to tell anybody how to feel about anything. If you feel a certain way, then that's how you feel. Some, just understand, though, that someone may not agree. And that's okay. Because they're not you. Everyone has their own experiences. Everyone is going through their own struggles. So if someone um, doesn't agree, because that's not a problem for them. If some guy comes up to me and says, mm-hmm. man, I can't, um, I don't know, I can't, this math class is breaking me down, dude. I cry every night. I'm just like, really, dude? <laughs> math? You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but understand. You feel like I cry <laughs> with the doing math. Right? But... But I mean, as long as you understand that someone, and that doesn't mean you're wrong. Yeah. That means you just got to find somebody that can, that can empathize mm-hmm. with you and say, you know what? Yeah, dude, math is hard. And also teaching others at the same time that you're teaching emotional intelligence, self-emotional intelligence, you're teaching it to, to, for that person to then turn and give it to the next guy and say, hey man, you're coming at me with a math problem that you have, that you can't figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand but I can imagine how hard it must be for you to be, you know, uh, uh, frustrated with the situation, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I think emotional intelligence, but I think if you're feeding it, putting it off as sensitivity, it's a little bit different, in my opinion. Um, so, I kind of, like, you were talking about at what point or how far, I think... In our past, we've lived in extremes where men are not allowed to feel feelings. So I think in order, I think we might be in a stage of like um, the extreme. So to right now, we're going from one extreme to the next. Yeah. And we're in the process of finding that middle ground. Mm-hmm. We're in the process of finding a balance between masculinity and femininity and creating those as equals i think we're in a time in which as women we're learning how to change our tires how to do this or that on our own and as men you guys are learning how to be more in touch or like i think we could have a whole nother two (laughs) three five ten hours on this topic um more specifically machismo and how Mm -hmm. that lives in our um in our hispanic culture and so i definitely think this is a topic that we're probably going to end up talking about again um taking different different viewpoints different aspects and looking at how our lives and every aspect of our lives is like 
intertwined with this idea of feminine and masculine mm-hmm. and feelings, emotions, um, actions, everything like that. It's all intertwined and together. I think yeah. we had a really good discussion about um, what this all means and in a time in which everything is changing, not just what fem- feminism is, but um, like cultural identity and um, changing equality for people of color compared to people who are not of color. Yeah. I, th- well, I think when it comes to that, I think Latinos and Latinas have um, ha- are going to have the hardest time because gender is such is yeah. so embedded in yeah. our culture. But, but we're not... I just want to say we're not the only culture. No, I know, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to have the hardest time. Well, I mean, I, speaking from, I guess, with the, the thoughts in my head when, you, when, I, when I say that is, so like in the Middle East, um, male dominance is major, right? Mm-hmm. Females can't even ex- uh, show, sometimes. yeah, mm-hmm. can't show more than uh, their hands and their eyes. And that's just so they can work and see, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they don't have it embedded in their language like we right. do. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like our oh, okay. our culture, it's in everything. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a table. It's, it's a mesa. You know, it's like yeah. it's a female. It's, yeah. Right? And um, so... Everything is categorized I, I as think, gender yeah. in yeah. our I culture. think um, right now we're in a time where Latinx is the okay, term... But that's, one term. Right. So I and and uh Mana and I have had this conversation. I do not like the whole <laughs> Latin X thing. I will go the extra mile and use and say Latinos and Latinas just so everyone feels included. But but the, isn't the X kind of cool at the end? No. Like, I, but I, what's I just, your thing about it though? Like I just to me it's so it's like is I'm it very proud. culture. It to, yeah okay. to me I'm very proud of my of my my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I there are things obviously that I think don't necessarily pertain to culture. Machismo is one of them, which I think we can do away with, but I think we are doing away with. Um, but if you want to change uh, the whole language, the way things are done, I mean, it, it, I think we need to move towards a point where uh, we don't see one as being better than the other. And when you eliminate that mindset of one being subordinate to the other, um, then things won't make sense. I mean, things will start to make sense. You know, they won't be so like, oh, what do you mean Latina? Why can't you say, you know, Latinx? It's like, because I don't want to. Because <laughs> you're a Latina and I'm a Latina. You know, whatever. <laughs> I understand. I understand why um, it would be, uh, or if you express a whole group of people as Latinos, um, I, yeah. I get Isn't that. Isn't that the masculine Right, that's what I'm See, saying. I understand like, it. It turns masculine when there's one male. Like, I have five girlfriends, and then there's a boy. These are my amigos. Yeah. I can't say, these are my amigas. But you can't say, I mean, if that's what it takes for me to, to say, uh, these are my amigos and amigas, I will do that. I refuse to be like, these are ami- amigex. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, even in the English I, language, it's mm-hmm. like, hey guys, now yeah. it's hey guys and girls. Or it's like, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. not so much like you're not... Um, what about the ones that don't identify as he or she? 
I think that's a whole no, no, no. That's a whole different topic. Don't even get me started. So you're gonna be like he, she, and them. Are you gonna do it? Y'all, all y'all. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a whole nother topic. We've talked a lot about you know our culture, feminism, and like everything. We didn't even touch half of what we yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I do think that having these conversations is the start. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's something that up until recently I started talking to it about my, to my family, to my cousins. I, we used to never talk about these social issues. We used to never talk. And that's because like now we're getting older. Now yeah. we're understanding and now we're seeing. And I think that's really cool. And I think that being able to talk to your friends, to talk to your family, to talk to the people around you about these things, it's important because I think that that that's how change happens. Yeah. And I'm glad that I get to see and hopefully get to see the end product of this change in which we're living in. Yeah. And I, th- I think uh, Rico ha- brought in a really cool quote. Um, do you want to go ahead? And yeah, read? I mean, uh, so this quote was kind of just, I came across it today um, and kind of thinking about feminism, uh, what it means to me and moving forward, what it should mean. And uh, just kind of where I want to see humanity move as a unit, not necessarily male, female, whatever, humanity in general. I think if we all get on the same page, then, I mean, positive things can happen. So um, it was a quote. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. That's by a George, George Bernard Shaw. You can replace man with person if you want to. That's the quote. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> yeah. That's a direct quote, not That's a That's a direct quote, yeah. <laughs> yeah. George, George ain't here for the people. Uh, well, I just want to thank Rico again yeah, for coming you, on to our uh, Thanks for having me. I think we had a really good time, yeah. and um, hopefully we'll have you on again. Um, thank you guys for listening. If- Go make me a sandwich. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boy, are your legs working? <laughs> Do your legs work? Sorry, Mom. You're right. Um, so if you guys have, like, different one, perspective. a different perspective, what does feminism mean to you? What do you guys think about it? Um, are you guys seeing a change in your culture we could only speak on our culture we could only speak on our um experiences yeah Yeah. cis female experience and um i just if you guys want to share with us we definitely want to know what you guys are thinking twitter instagram at commentiera um we also have gmail so commentiera at gmail.com just let us know um And we can't wait to hear from you. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.